in and welcome back to another episode. We're really excited for today's episode. But before we do that, um, I just wanted to ask Mo, like, how are you doing? What's up with the semester? Hi, guys. I'm great today. You know, summer is fast approaching. Today was cold compared to last week, I want to say. But I'm excited for summer. I'm excited for school to be over. And what about you? I think right now it's, like, overwhelming because we're getting into, like, the last portion of the semester. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm not I'm not scared. I don't know why. I think maybe, like, later, like, two weeks from now I'm going to be nervous. But right now I'm just happy. I don't know. I think it's the weather. <laughs> it's probably the weather. Honestly, people don't is. talk about how, like, the weather. The weather really affects my mood and, like, changes how, like, you know, if it's cold and gloomy, I'm usually just don't talk to me I don't want to talk today and then like if it's bright and sunny outside then I'm so happy and cheerful so maybe that's why I'm so happy and not like scared for finals because I have some coming up (laughs) yeah I have so I have actually still two classes that I have like our third exam in and then the final will be two two or three weeks later Mm. so I'm kind of I think that's why I'm probably still nervous Nervous. because I still got exams before the finals come up but after finals I'm going to be so excited, even though I think, like, I only have, like, a weekend before I start school again. Yeah. <laughs> Are you taking summer classes? Yeah, I'm taking the oh, first no. session. Yeah. What is it? Human anatomy. So, I, I guess oh. it won't... I wonder, like, how it is. I don't know. I hope it's not too bad. I mean, I took human anatomy last year. It wasn't my best, you know. I didn't exactly like my grade in the class, but I still passed. I just feel like, I think you got this. I think you took physio. Have you taken physio? No, I haven't. But you took orgo. I took orgo. So I think if you can pass orgo, you're going to do just fine anatomy. Anatomy was way easier. I know. I had people who take orgo and anatomy, and they think anatomy was, like, way easier. It's just about bones. I don't know. My brain works so weird. Some things that are easier for me are usually harder for others. Mm -hmm. And then things that people say, oh, it's super easy. And I'm like... I don't get it. You don't get it, no. <laughs> so hopefully my brain will, you know, be able to get it together this summer. I believe in you. But moving on to today's episode, today's ep- uh, podcast is about ensuring this, the safety of our safety and inclusion of trans and queer students on campus. The contents of this podcast may be triggering as they will include situations that involve bullying, homophobia, and violence towards trans youth. If these are too sensitive sensitive of topics for you, please consider stepping away from this episode. This podcast will not only mention topics surrounding um, the awareness of injustices and atrocities surrounding trans youth, but also some of the bills that are also currently um, going to be voted on and have already been voted on. So please, if this is a triggering subject, please take a moment to step away from this podcast. Mo has a recent incident that she shared with me, and I think it honestly inspired us to do this episode. So, Mo, what happened right here in Indiana? Because these incidents are getting closer and closer to home. Yes. um, Like always, I was scrolling through TikTok a couple months ago when I stopped on a video about an IU student named Declan Farley who expressed how he had been harassed on campus, his dorm, since school started. The video was posted on January 14th, and he mentioned that he had been getting harassed for five months. He mentioned how it started with banging on his door throughout the day, then progressed into yelling slurs outside his door. He also had a problem with people leaving trash and food outside his room door. 
He mentioned how the harassment affected his mental health and how he attempted to commit suicide last semester. Wow. After finally deciding to take matters into his own his own hands, he posted about his experience on campus to tic on TikTok after his reports to the school were ignored with no actions taken. He said in the TikTok video that IU prides themselves on being a safe and open space for queer students, yet ignores ignores issues like these. Mm. He posted an update video two days later, letting him know that some actions had been taken. The first time he was harassed on campus was the first night of school. He reported it to his RA in early October and met with the director of the dorm he stayed at and the bias report office as well. There was there was supposed to be a floor meeting to address what, what had been happening to Declan. However, there was no meeting till January 15th after Declan uploaded his video on TikTok. This was months after the incident happened. He mentioned how he was also really frustrated with the bias report office as their only advice for him was for him to switch rooms. He was also offered to make a police report only after he posted the video on TikTok. He wasn't even aware this was an option for him. While watching that video, I could see how emotional Declan was. Because, you know, he just couldn't, like, to think about him having to go through that and also have to, like, you know, prevent himself from committing suicide. I just can't imagine how horrible his experience might have been. Like, five months of constant bullying in a place where he thought it would feel safe. You know, he was, he's a freshman. Like, he just came to IUPUI last year. And Are he, you serious? Yes, that was his first semester on campus. And he faced so that. Much. And then no one, like, no one, no report was, no action was taken. No report was filed until after he posted the video on TikTok. Because a lot of people saw it. It got a lot of attention. Reported in the news. Over 2 million views. So, honestly... I was heartbroken. What do you what do you think? I think it's just really sad that we live in such a quote unquote tolerant generation, but it shows how much um we have yet to like grow as a society when it comes to just treating people with de decency because I do think that there's a lot like we're social justice scholars. We do the research. We have to you, like we all have biases mm -hmm. because of things that we've learned whether it's cultural whether it's religion um that we have to unlearn as we're doing our research and kind of come from a lens of like openness to learn like what said topics are about and how they affect people and i think with that like we have a privilege because we have access to education and we, we've learned through this program, how to research and how to use that research in our everyday lives. And I think like sometimes, you know, I can have compassion for people who are ignorant because I'm like, you know, who knows what, what, um, that growing up, what they learned and what communities they live in. There are some communities that where you live in, they have certain ways of thinking. And if you live in that community, you think like everybody around you. So I have like a sense of compassion, like this person, you know what, even though they're being ignorant and they're saying certain things, they haven't had the same education that I've, I've had the privilege to have that I got to unlearn those things. So I have a sense of compassion there. But when it's like you 
literally committing crimes and being violent against people that's where i just don't understand like because a deep like period a decent human would never harm another human like no matter what religion or culture you grew up in or way of thinking what neighborhoods you grew up in at the very least no matter your education level we know not to hit people we know not to steal from people we know not to go you know invade other people's space and to make them feel threatened those are like basic rules that every human on earth understands right that you would you would think think so you (laughs) would think so but for so like there's no level of education that will like like i don't know there's you can't use education as an excuse to be violent like lack of education to be violent and i I don't know. It's it's like there's a lot of things going on, layers to why people do the things that they do. But it's like I just have no um, empathy for people who commit these type of crimes where they victimize people. And I also have like, I think it's concerning that a university, an institution where someone is living on your, like you are basically governing over this person's body. Like not governing, but you know what I mean? Like they're coming into your campus thinking that it's going to be safe and you have things on your website saying that this is a safe space. And then a student comes into your community that you've created and thinks that you're going to foster that type of culture, but you don't. Instead, like you allow people to harass that student. You make them feel like they don't belong on your campus. Yet when we go on tours, there'll be pictures of like people with, you know, uh, LGBTQ, the pride flags. And Mm -hmm. they'll use all types of pictures to make you think like it's a great place to be. And then a student comes on TikTok and says the complete opposite. And it didn't happen once, not twice, not three times. It happened many times to the point the student came to TikTok. Because I think when people come to social media with issues, after they've gone, like, done the regular route, because some people say, like, don't go to the internet when something happens. Don't That shouldn't be your first response. But if that's somebody's, like, last resort, it means they went through all these institutional, like, um, proper protocols to like report the incident and yet still didn't get results so they had no choice but to come online and basically throw this institution under the bus and it makes everybody just look bad because how can like the same institution have a social justice education program and that same institution is all and also have like a whole center dedicated to this community and not be able to uphold its standards it's just ridiculous it really is that's devastating because he said he mentioned he lived on campus and i also lived on campus my first semester of college so i'm just kind of putting myself in his shoes i'm not trans but i'm just like you know people have for some reason there's always something people want to say about people like if it's not that you're black if it's it's something you know and i'm just like I don't know how I would have felt if I wasn't if I wasn't if I didn't feel safe enough to go into my room to take a nap without having that you know constant banging Bang. like what um I just honestly I failed Declan so many times multiple times like he said he you know reported when the first incident happened no action was taken he spoke with the RA he spoke with the director of his office of the dorm nothing i'm like what so what's your purpose here like why would you why would you just let someone stay on school grounds 
not even feeling safe. He probably was arrested in school in classes as well. Like, you know, you, he didn't mention anything about that, but just kind of putting two and two together. If he was getting arrested at home in his dorm, like, well, yeah, it's, class, and it's definitely targeted. Did. It's definitely targeted. Like, definitely. somebody is targeting you, and there's no way I would feel safe. Like, if it's just like, because I know how freshmen can be and like how in the dorms people can be, you know, always pulling pranks on each other yeah. and stuff like that. But this was not That's, that. It was not that. It was like only prank and bullying. Yeah, like, it's like only that student is being affected. No other students. No other students came forward and were like, oh, they hit me at the door and had different identities. No, it was targeted towards this student. And the school should have definitely rectified the situation. I don't know even, like, what do you do, like, in the situation as far as, like, being, say, somebody on the same floor as a student that is being harassed like that? And you, you're you seeing, like, no one's doing anything. The higher-ups aren't doing anything. Like, how how would you go about that? Because you were a student um, on, campus. on campus. Like, what would you do, you think? That's a loaded question because if he's already made the report – if he's talked to his RA, then what am I going to say that's going to convince them to also obviously plead his case and do something for this young man? Like, he wants to be, he wants to feel safe. The most I could really do, I feel like, and if I was like, you know, maybe his roommate or someone that lived next door to him, try to reach, be his friend. Because I know he would feel alone in such a devastating time. Like, True. He, would, he mentioned wanting to commit suicide last semester. Like, that, that, that kind of thing takes a toll on somebody. So, if I would try to be his friend, still also help him by going to someone. Someone has to help this man. Like, someone has to do something. So, I would be his voice. Because he probably feels tired now. Like, he doesn't want to talk about... He doesn't want to speak for himself anymore so i'm i'll try my best you know try to talk to the freshman because what are you doing what are you achieving by trying to bring someone down like what's your goal here you know maybe talk to them as well get friends that can just be there for him i don't know i really don't know what i would do in that position i just feel like the one thing i know i would do for a fact is just let him know that he's not alone, that I'm here to help him in any way I possibly can. And if that's to stand outside his door at 2 a.m. in the morning, Absolutely. I would adjust that. To stand guard. Make sure right. Because actually, that doesn't sound like a bad idea. You know? You it, know, it really camp doesn't. out with pillows and food. Like, let me see you knock on his door. Let me see you bang on his door. Ooh, that's a good one. See? that's but So that begs me the question, like, do you think that the students... Maybe, like, I, I don't know what they did. I don't know if they, he had, like, had any solidarity with them. But I think, like, on this campus, at least, we can say, I think what you're you're explaining, I think people would be interested in that. Like, if we as social justice scholars are, like, or any, not, not as social justice scholars, but, um, like, anyone who is, like, in a program like ours or... Um, or an organization on campus like i think that they would do that i th i think i think they would do that too and i feel like the people who are the bullies basically i feel like they would feel i don't want to say threatened i don't know what's the word here but 
they definitely wouldn't want to like if if I'm just I don't do anything. What if I'm just like looking at them like what what are you gonna do? Like you're not gonna hit me and you're not gonna try to get to to the door, right? Like so maybe that maybe if someone actually did that for and maybe it wouldn't have gone for so long because five months just that's and like to me i'm like i would also probably add cameras i would add cameras because like are you allowed to add cameras i i don't know i don't know but it's like it sometimes you have to go through extra measures to just try to get because i'm wondering like are they having trouble finding the people doing it because are they just like running up to the door and like running out is that what's happening like they're running to the door hitting it and running out i honestly don't know he just said he always had people do that to him i, I don't think he knew who did it because obviously his door was closed um but i think if he would open the door he found trash outside his door you know when he's trying to take a nap or something people are hitting his door so i don't see think they all s- that trash see that's what i'm saying this to me this is like also it's violating even like the rules of the floor like you're not right. supposed to just dump trash outside like it's basic things like that it's like if you enforce those things i would have had the whole floor like y'all are gonna tell me who's doing it exactly or, or this is gonna be we're gonna run this in a, in a different way and you guys are not gonna like it unless you tell me who so, or the people that are doing it because sometimes you don't know who is doing it like you genuinely don't know but the group that's doing it like i think they should have been like had the decency to come forward but of course they're not they're gonna be like we're gonna pull scholarships we're gonna do something because someone has to know something and i feel like there should be cameras on the floors of each like floor and like from like, the from this university right thing. from the university because i would i would think you know for, for safety, safety but if not i don't know i don't know five months to actually do something about it it's crazy i know I- he doesn't go to iu anymore Oh, he, does yes, he? Yes, oh. he dropped out of I like he, you know. See, that's what makes me mad cuz it feels like it makes me feel that they the bullies and the people they, who were they like, won. Right. They won. And it's so sad. It's oh my so gosh. upsetting. I'm really sad to hear that. I know. Did did the did the clan say anything like of what he, he wanted to do or no he just said he said it was like about mostly about the cost of the school because imagine having to pay thousands of dollars to a school who was not actually trying to ensure my safety on campus you're gonna have to run that money back like what <laughs> and like, he also said like obviously because of the bullying that's why he left and i just you can't you can't live your life like that you really can't i mean what i don't know what what else he could have done he did try his hardest you know, I know like him and like other IU organizations had like a little protest after the TikTok video, you know, but that's all of that still happened. But he still obviously still left IU. And I feel, IU should feel bad. <laughs> they lost one good Dang. student. <laughs> that's awful. Now he's back home. I hope he's doing okay. You know, yeah, away from I the negative so energy. Like, Sometimes you have to get away from the negative energy. No, you do. At the end of the day, like it's a it's a bigger issue than it it can't basically what i'm saying is it can't be solved in one day and so some of these issues we tackle them head on but at the like knowing that in it it takes it's going to take years for this type of um how do i put it like ignorance this type of hate this type of like lack of support um 
to break that all like to break that all down it will take years that system so i understand why students do drop but hopefully like there's some momentum there's students that were protesting that are still attending the school at iu so if they you know continue to keep their voices um out there and try to like continue you know just keep that inner same energy as they continue on with school if another student tells them something like that's happening i think they'd be able to voice be better at voicing um like their opinions of what's going on and advocating for that student so that in the future when their students like the clan he won't be the, like alone because we've already gone through it once we can like move forward and there's actually a study that says that transgender people are four times more likely than cisgender people to experience violent uh, victimization including rape sexual assault and aggravated or simple assault according to a new study by the williams institute at ucla school of law in addition, households with transgender people have higher rates of property victimization than cisgender households. So even like people's homes are victimized. So we, we talked about how this, this student's dorm was victimized. Like imagine the home that you actually like live in too. It's not good. At all. Ugh. Anyways, <laughs> I know it's a it's a heavy it's a heavy um, topic to discuss because it can, it's happening in our backyard. And I, I think of like all the students that have different identities that maybe people aren't really used to or, you know, for whatever reason, they're not as they're underrepresented, I should say. Um, sometimes coming to college is the first time that people do interact with people that are not like them um so if you're a student like that just know like you know everybody who's coming onto campus we all have different identities and cultures and you know and you do too like and that's the thing that people think like no i'm just you know you know i don't have any like labels like we all do we all have labels and things that are differentiating us from the next person but it's like how we like interact with each other is so important because you just never know what a student is going through. Um, I feel like this is a huge deal to just add. Mm -hmm. But he was paying. Guess how much he was paying? First of all, for school. Ooh. For for like the year or for yeah the year. And he's out of state. Oh, out of ooh. Yeah. So he's what is it like thirty? Fifty two thousand dollars. Fifty two. Mm hmm. Oh no, you couldn't. No, no. Like, I would have been gone too, honestly. I mean, if what, I'm getting treated poorly. Fifty two thousand, and it felt like Ayu didn't care for him. No one wanted to help him. Or I anything. mean, I feel like people do choose their dream schools because they, you know, it's like. IU is one of those schools that it's like a premier school. People want to go there. And so for, it's like their dream school for me when they're young and stuff. So, and there's, you know, people are like sports fans and stuff from when they're young and have a lot of pride in, in that. And then to like come all the way from what, whatever state and be treated that way. And I'm sure his family was just like on edge. 
I know. From being, they're not like close. It's not like they're in Indiana and they can just drive a, an hour or so to get to them. Because I'm thinking, like, I have, you know, family that has gone through IU, and I we would just go for an hour yeah. and go see them and, like, come back. I know. He mentioned something about feeling alone because he couldn't obviously be with his family when he was going through, you know. the. T- I'm like, because, yeah, because he's all the way from Alaska. So that's, I don't know how far that is of a drive. or You have to even go, but you have to fly have because to- it's an island, te- technically. I'm just happy and I just Or you hope. have to go through the water. Like, you have to fly, then go in a boat. Or fly... Go in a boat? Yeah, you can go on a boat, or you can fly direct... Like, take a flight to direct, the to, to the edge of where... I forget what state. Then you fly. And that's even more expensive. Mm-hmm. Oh, for school. Cause, ugh. Kinda, I have beef with IU right now. <laughs> just Not beef. beef <laughs> yeah, that's... Ooh, that's sad. So... But he's doing okay now, thankfully. You know, he's back home with his family. And I wonder, like, did that ruin the college experience for that student? He, for Declan? I'm sure it did. Like, would, would you even want to go to another college after, after experiencing something like that? I think that? he actually mentioned something about going to a community college back home. Um, and I think hopefully that goes well for him. I haven't kept up with him okay. much, but... I don't think I wouldn't want to go back to school. I'll be traumatized. Like I would be traumatized too. Maybe being at home like would help. Yeah, like yeah. I, I probably sounds like he's commuting because community colleges usually don't have like, like housing, or, housing anything. or anything. Yeah. So, wow. Okay, that I mean I'm really rooting for Declan to have a an amazing experience. Rooting for the student to have the opportunity to rectify their college experience and see that you know not all colleges are like that and hopefully um the previous institution can be able to provide better support for students in the future yes we should send love and positive energy to farley because he needs it and he's just he seemed like such a sweet person as well when i was watching his tiktok so he absolutely didn't deserve that no one deserves that kind of treatment um but were you going to talk about the bill Yes, yeah, so there's a current bill that actually already got, I think it got voted on um, here in Indiana um, already, and I think it's going to go to, okay, hold on a second. Yeah, so it's going to go to that. Um, so it didn't go through in the, at all. Like it didn't, it it got through to this from the Senate, and then they sent it to the House, and it did not clear in the House. Um, so the, sorry, scratch that. I said that wrong. So the bill passed in the Indiana Senate. So it's basically to ban or prohibit caregivers from providing gender transition procedures to minor, to minors. It also bans puberty blockers and hormone therapy. So it will advance to the house soon. So it recently passed in the Senate, thirty six twelve, and then after it goes to the House, if it's approved, it will go to the governor um, for his signature. So, like, the reason why Republicans are saying that they want this bill to go through is because they they think that a child cannot understand the weight and the permanency of these decisions, 
And given the pressures put on parents, this irreversible nature of these procedures and the unknown long-term effects, there's no such thing as a cruel, as a true informed consent at a young age. Um, and the, they've described these treatments as uncertain, unproven, and life-altering. Now, what is the percentage of children getting gender-affirming surgeries? I don't know how many it is. Like, um, I don't think it should be a lot. Yeah, it's not a lot. It's From what I've read right here, it's like 15%. Of and that's fifteen percent of transgender like children. So children that are claiming that they're you know that are I identify as transgender, only fifteen percent of them are getting are allotting to get the surgery, which it's only and I think fourteen thousand seven hundred twenty six minors started home treat hormone treatment for gender affirming care. So that's not a lot, across the whole United States, 14,000 minors, that's not a lot. So to me, it's not even arguing, okay, is this a life altering decision? Is this right or wrong? It's like, why are you bringing up something that affects like such a small amount of people? Why? It's because I think in my opinion that as we are getting closer to being a more inclusive society and are actually making laws that would prohibit any type of homophobia, transphobia, I think there's pushback from of the other side to make these bills really quickly so that by the time our society catches up, we'll have to undo all these bills and it will take forever and it'll be a bunch of pushback. Like that's, cause I don't think there's like a, a real basis on some of these bills, just like with the banning of books. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, I think you just want to pass out bills. I don't think, I don't think they care about the children at this point. I, they just sounds to me like telling, you know, what you want the child, what you want people to do, like you're trying to dictate, like, no, no, no. <laughs> and, no, their, no, no. and their option for this, like, to not get these surgeries and things is like, so I've heard of like some, uh, like, uh, what is it called? Like, therapies where they electrocute you and stuff like that. So their suggestion is get, go to do those therapy so that you can undo your transgender dysphoria that wait back up electrocution yeah like there's i was reading and i wish i had thought about it for this podcast but um i was reading about the alternative like some of the um what a lot of this has been banned now but oh, they okay. used to do a lot of like in certain states they're probably still doing it that doesn't even sound ethical first of all like willingly the child wants to go like i'm confused yeah they would like you do some type of electro something therapy like just oh. electrocuting the kid is that even okay yeah because they they're in psychology there is some like like therapies that people do but it's more so for depression and other things mm. they're trying to use that same logic 
for children. Mm-hmm. I don't even know if they typically do that on children. Or just like weird things where they you go to counseling and they like go you go to like a religious counseling so that they can like undo and, and it's not just for transgender people, it's also for anyone who's the member of the LGBTQ community. Like they will take you to do all this counseling so that you can become straight again. That makes sense. Or be or want to be the birth the the Basically. gender you were assigned at birth. So it's it's stuff like that. This is the reason why our society is the way that it is. But um, Mo will share with us some um, resources that we we can um, you know just help other students when they you know if they're struggling with support like the student we mentioned earlier. And, you know, just wanting to figure out what um, what you can do and ways that you can support. And also, if you yourself are struggling, um, to find any resources on our campus, this will definitely help. And we'll make sure to link these in the bio. Yes, um, I know you can go on the LGBTQ Center on the IEPY website. It's open anytime between 9 a.m. to 8 p.m. And there are a lot of resources available on here. You just have to scroll through. It's located in Taylor Hall. Um, And yeah, they're really nice, really welcoming. So feel free to stop by. Don't be shy. (laughs) They are so happy to help you. And you can contact them by phone or email. And yeah. All right. Well, that concludes the end of our episode. Make sure to check out our bio for any other resources that we may not have mentioned today. And we hope to see you in the next episode of Hash It Out. Bye. Bye.